486 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. You're listening to a podcast that's for you if you play Magic the Gathering. Whether you are, you know, heading into Standard or what's Explorer? Explorer. Alchemy. Alchemy. Historic. Just drafting it up. Just drafting it up. We are here for you. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And on today's show, we are going to get you ready for this weekend's new Capenna Championship. Wow. It is coming at us. It is going to be standard and historic. So we're going to talk all about those formats and what's happening in them right now. Because do you know what? I didn't know until we started talking about it. There's so many different formats now. There are more formats at this this moment in time than there have ever been in the history of Magic Gathering. There are only ever going to be more formats. We just got Explorer added into the mix as a way to make us a bridge towards Pioneer on Arena. So many formats. Historic, relatively new, all things considered. Pretty new. Standard, we don't think about it as much because we've got all these other formats. So many other formats, but it's still here. It's like, I'm here. I'm important. Pay attention to me. Yes. So that is what we're going to do. Um, yeah. We're also going to talk about the world championship because at the Nuka Pena championship, we are feeding the world championship. Yes. We, it wants dinner. It wants. It must have blood. It must feed. Yes. <laughs> and so we will decide who will be sacrificed to the, the night world blade championship. must feed. <laughs> We've got 19 people we've got to yes, send to the World Championship this weekend. That are going weekend. to be earning their spots this weekend, which is absolutely it's wild. Huge. So we'll look a little bit at who's already qualified and who could potentially qualify this weekend because that list is long. But before we do that, yes, there are some people we must thank. First and foremost amongst them are always you, the listeners and patrons of this show. Thank you so much to everyone who supports us over on patreon.com slash glhfmagic and especially to Nope Nope and Nathan for their new and increased pledges. Thank you, Nope Nope and Nathan. Thank you both so very, very much. Um, It really, it is just such a great thing each week to come in and be like hey we get to say like we added new people to the patreon family this week because it is so important to being able to keep the show going and we feel like you truly are members of the good luck high five family yes over on patreon you get to hang out in our discord with other family members and it's like family members you actually like yeah exactly (laughs) it's the ones that you want to sit next to at thanksgiving exactly and not the ones that you're like oh are they walking into the kitchen i will walk into the other room. Now. I thought you were going to say the oven. <laughs> what? Are they walking into go. the oven? No, they're walking in the kitchen and you're like, I'm going into the I'm oven. Me and that turkey oven. are going to get roasted. Wow. Because I don't want to talk to them. Yeah. So everybody here, we love everybody here and we cannot yeah. thank you enough. Just takes a minute to sign up and we would love to have more people with names who start with N next week. Oh. So you're on notice N. Wow. There you go. If your name starts with an N, challenge. Challenge. Become a patron or inclu- increase your pledge. Just a little. Just we're gonna little. say we're gonna say thank you to Card Kingdom too. Oh my goodness, Card Kingdom. We love them. It's spring. Why not spring into <laughs> Card Kingdom? <laughs> we just nonstop if you're great in Seattle, slogans yeah, for them. Spring into Card Kingdom. <laughs> um because they're a delightful store. Oh, spring into their store. website. 
<laughs> Carkeenon.com slash GLHF. Use that link to buy whatever you need for your magical life. Mm-hmm. Uh, get yourself a box of Streets of New Capenna, whatever you want. Ooh, yes. They've got tons of singles. Yes. I love using their search function to find singles that I need nice. for decks because I just love to foil out my deck. So now that we're playing more in paper. Real likes fancy cards. I just love the fancy Maria's things. Maria's got a fancy card itch. It's, 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 a, it's, it's a problem. Uh, but yeah, Carkeenon is great because it's so easy to find what you want and in what condition you want because you can pay a little less if they're not you know new mint or whatever um so i suggest checking that out searching for the cards that you need over there say glhf in your order they'll give you a sticker or token for free fancy just a fantastic company yeah man and before we hit the show i also want to say a huge thank you to everybody who supported in our abortion fundraiser drive yes we had so many donations so many donations thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts everybody we raised more than three thousand dollars to help women get access to the health care that they should have access to yes but you helped them actually get it so thank Thank you you. so much everyone Maria, it's time for me to surprise you with basketball news. Oh my gosh, basketball news. I we know, haven't updated in back. so long. Well, that's because it was a full year until the playoffs happened oh, again. Okay. Um, and I will only make you listen to me talk about playoffs basketball. <laughs> All right. So as you may know, Did or you, know you everybody probably that there's a, really don't. There's a basketball news segment of the show. There's a basketball news segment of the show go. when I'm feeling like it. Let's go. Um, because as if you don't know out there, um, during the regular season, I'm a big Spurs fan because that's where I grew up. Even though they're not good now, I will forever think that Tim Duncan and Manu Ginobili are two of the best basketball players who have ever lived. These names mean something to me. <laughs> but um, also in the postseason, I'm a huge Milwaukee Bucks fan Ooh. just because I love their star player, Giannis Antetokounmpo, who is... What a great name. Yes. Uh, he... He's like probably the best basketball player in the world right now, right? Because he's the best basketball player in the U.S. And is that he the means one they the call the, the Greek freak? Yeah, that is him. Wow, look at it. I knew something. Um, he's six eleven, and his wingspan is seven three. <laughs> his arms are taller than his body. Yes, his arms. He's his arms are longer across, and you can tell when he dunks the basketball, That's man. Horrifying. You're just like. So there are some moves that he makes me like, you can't stop that. Well, how are you supposed to stop that? You can't. <laughs> um, anyways, but unfortunately, Maria, what? Um, the Bucks lost their game seven against Aww. the Boston Celtics. I am really bummed. Well, and I'm mad also, at the Boston Celtics for pronouncing Celtic incorrectly. Know, right. So. Why do we, uh, why did we allow that to happen whenever it started happening? Who did that? Bad, bad times. Not too late to and change. And also, but we are rooting for them over the Miami Heat. Okay. Because Jimmy Butler is a big bummer. Okay. <laughs> um, and this, I don't like the Miami Heat. Don't ask me why. It's too I hot. I just don't. It's too hot down there. Exactly. Um, and the Dallas Mavericks annihilated, <laughs> annihilated the Phoenix Suns okay. um, in game seven. I like a good annihilation. At home, like the Phoenix Suns were on their home court and they just got brutally murdered. Well, that, that's was, fun. That's it fun. was pretty atrocious. Um, so if you're like Megan, who are you rooting for at this point? Because I know that you were a Phoenix Suns fan after the Milwaukee Bucks fan. <laughs> the answer is now Golden State. Maybe you think that they were too good for too long and so they should still be the, the bad guys. But do you know what? I like watching Steph Curry play basketball because he's good at it. This has been Maria's Forcible <laughs> Basketball Playoffs Update. <laughs> you know, just you're just getting a little something extra. Exactly. <laughs> 
I love I love playoffs. <laughs> it's a good time. Do you know what I love? A good bracket. <laughs> Brackets are great, man. Seating is incredible. <laughs> I'm seating my garden right now. Oh, that's really nice. The gardens are also really cool. <laughs> Hey everybody, guess what? This weekend is the new Capenna Championship. I'm tired. <laughs> and that's how we open this segment. Are you tired? Guess Are what? You, tired? you don't have to do anything. You just have to watch that's it. True. You just have to watch it. You just have to watch it. Our butts have to work it. Yes. Your butts get been, to watch it. I've just been slammed with work for like a month yeah. now. And while I'm excited about this because it is a really cool event and I do love watching all this magic, Work Me is also having a moment where yeah. I'm just feeling tired. It's a lot lot of work. It's a lot of work to bring these tournaments to you. Truly. It's a lot. A huge amount of work goes in behind the scenes to make these uh, tournaments come out of your television sets. Exactly. And we we hope you enjoy it. We're going to be kicking this off uh, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Coverage all weekend long starting at 9 a.m. Pacific on twitch.tv slash magic. Yeah. And we're going to be playing Standard and Historic. Wow. Super exciting. Yeah. Standard, we have, you know, brand new set, Streets of New Capenna. Yes. Infusing into Standard. And in I fact, wonder historic. what it's going to do. I know. That's the big question on everybody mi- everybody's minds because it's been a hot minute. Since Is there we- perhaps a rares dot deck? <laughs> Is that, that what is out there? Is that what you're hoping for? You look very hopeful when you said oh, that. Oh no, I'm I'm saying that there is one. There is a deck oh, that is yes. bit, feels like rare yes, stuff deck. Is. There sure is. Um, yeah, rare stuff deck. We're going to talk to you about the top decks that we expect to mm-hmm. see this weekend in standard, and the top decks we expect to see in historic. However, we could be wrong. We don't know. Uh, we no. don't have a magic crystal ball. No. To find out what the players registered, that information will be public Ooh, on Friday the, when the tournament starts. Into this crystal ball. But um, it's always so exciting to see what players bring, what players yeah. bring rogue decks, not literally, but figuratively rogue decks. For a while. <laughs> for a while. Literally. It was literal. It was quite literal for a while there. I always love everybody who brings a spicy deck out of nowhere yeah. to these tournaments, so we might see that, um, but we're going to focus on the information we do know heading into the tournament, um, and then talk about the World Championship, because this tournament is not just about standard and historic people. No. It is about... Historic people. (laughs) (laughs) Historic people. This tournament is not about standard (laughs) and historic people. Standard people being, you know, your neighbor Kevin and historic people. (laughs) Being Abraham Lincoln. Lincoln. (laughs) It's not just about those. It is also about the world championship. (laughs) Because the world championship is coming up this fall. It's going to be a bit different than world championships of the recent past. There's going to be 32 players, which is bigger than um, our past two. And it comes in the future they're gonna be even bigger yeah than that. it's going in way into overdrive triple digit territory <laughs> but this year 32 players and we've only have a few that have already qualified yeah not many not many so we have 19 spots to give away at this tournament over half and the world championship is a huge deal yes it is a huge deal it's really exciting to be crowned the world champion it's so ex- i mean we wouldn't know but we feel like it's exciting yeah i mean <laughs> We've been adjacent to the excitement We've been of being next crowned to them as they were World crowned. Champion. I wish it was a real crown. That would be good. Why Just like, isn't boop, it? Boop, boop, boop. Oh, That's I don't the sound know. of a crown you being know. lowered magically under their head. There's a lot of complicated feelings around crowns. That's true. That's true. Um, so, you know. But uh, there should be complicated feelings around trophies, too. <laughs> so, boom. How about that? <laughs> Put that in 
your hopper and chew on it. Hopper? I don't know. What goes in a hopper? Things that you're going to like toast. Oh, right. What is a hopper? I think of like, I think hopper is like, okay, you know how when you, this is going to end up being wrong, but I'm going to go with what I think it is. Go with your gut. Okay. You know how when you like roast a pig on a spit yes. and it's on like the stick and it turn over the fire. Yeah. I think a hopper is like that, but instead of. You just put stuff in it's it. It's like, yeah, it's like a big metal can that's on the stick over the fire and right. then it's turned. And so you would just throw bread in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like um, popcorn. You're a you oh, know. popcorn. Oh, okay. I'm down with popcorn. One of the greatest hopper. foods. What is it? Are you googling hopper? And it's just a picture of a frog. Okay, um, <laughs> like when you googled ABS and it was a bunch of no. abs. Yeah. The greatest oh, Google of all time. Okay, I was wrong. Oh well, you sounded pretty right. Okay, thank you. You know worth. when you say it with confidence. Uh huh. Um. Definition of hopper, A, one that hops. Well, yeah. Anyways. But we're talking about the food preparation. Okay, a, a funnel-shaped receptacle for delivering materials such as grain or coal. Okay. So I think it's like those things where it's like, you know, it's like a big... It's a big funnel silo, and you, and you but, dump and then it. And at the bottom is like a funnel kind of looking thing. Oh, okay. Like, a, the ups, you know, a cone, an upside down cone that A dumping cone, out. if you will. <laughs> See, they I call would this describe <laughs> a hopper as a dumping cone. Yeah, <laughs> they called it a dumping cone for years. But then but someone then was like, "Someone mm, was like, no, we're gonna change that." that. Okay, put so, that in your hopper and, and let dump it. it. <laughs> put it and dump it. Dump that in your hopper. Um, Anyways, yes. So, Sandra yeah. Historic plus World Championship equals big time tournament time, and um, this is the last kind of big tournament before the World Championship mm -hmm. too. For Magic, before we start kicking off the new way that we're doing things with regional championships yeah. later this fall. And the, then the, the return of Pro Tours return early Pro next Tours. year. Wild. Yeah, absolutely. So we're kind of sunsetting, you know, mm -hmm. the set championships and all that kind of stuff yeah. from COVID. Wow. Here we've been doing digitally for two years now. Two years, which is really strange to think about. That's very weird. Very, very strange. It feels like it's been our reality for so long. I know. <laughs> And now we're going to go know. back to the old reality next year. <laughs> um, all right. So let's look at some of these standard lists. Yes. Top of the top right now is an Esper mid-range deck. This is what I was calling Rare's Rare deck. deck. Um, because it just is. It has four copies of Luminarch Aspirant. Love you, buddy. Which is, of course, our one one that puts a counter on a creature uh, at the beginning of combat on your turn. Tenacious Underdog. This is a new card. I love this card. This card is is great. It's a one and a black for a three two, but it has blitz for two black black and paying two life. But you're like, that seems like an exorbitant blitz cost. <laughs> and it is, except that you can blitz it from the graveyard. Yeah. I, as, Every turn, if I you love want. it, I love absolutely love this yeah. card. It's so fantastic in this deck, and it makes it such a threat because if you've got, you know, do if you're doing the creature thing, you're like, I'm playing yeah. Luminarch Aspirant, I'm playing some uh, Re Le Legion Angels, like your classic mid range, yeah, kind of cards. This and you get like, swept. Do you want to block and trade with this ever? <laughs> no, no, because they're just going to draw a card and then do it again next turn. Here's the thing: this card is so absurd. Even if you're not like doing it during combat or whatever, you just blitz it back just to draw yeah, just a card. Just to draw a card. It doesn't matter. You're like, okay, do you know what? It's not going to get through whatever, right? If they have a 4 4 block or anything, yeah. like, okay, it can't 
but I'm still going to do still it. Just going to do gonna it. Do it. It's just wonderful. It's such reach that mid-range decks yeah. sometimes if they manage to peter out and don't have game against control late game, they're like, well, I did all this my big card things. card is like a very mean card for control. You better be exile in their graveyard. That's all yeah. I have to say. Which Farewell does do. Yes, that's true. Um, that has Rafine Scheming Seer. This, of course, is our white, blue, black, obscura, you know, in Overlord. charge. Overlord, yeah. Um, person in charge. Sphinx Demon. 1-4 flying ward 1. Whenever you attack, target attacking creature connives X, where X is the number of attacking creatures. This just very good. It's just a great card. Just draw cards all, a bunch. Draw a million cards. Draw a million cards. And then pitch your, malev- wait, sorry, tenacious underdogs to the Oh, yeah. To the you can connive. just, like, drop them, drop them in your graveyard, and you'll get them back. Dump them in the hopper cone. <laughs> They'll come on back. Put them on in there. Yeah. Um, Obscura Interceptor. This is kind of like a nice tempo-y type card. Yeah, for sure. This is one white, blue, black fly, flash lifelink for a 3-1. I re- also really like the lifelink on it, right? You oh, can for get sure. back that life that you're spending on these tenacious underdogs. When it enters the battlefield, it connives. When it connives, you return a spell or a permanent to its owner's hand. Yeah. Spell being a very important part here. Yes, absolutely. Effectively countering something until the next turn if you want to. And then, of course, being a mid-range deck, we're playing some Planeswalkers. Yep, we've got Kato in here because why not drawing all the cards? Um, Of course, Wandering Emperor, just the the hotness right now. Yeah. Um, uh, Some of them have... like maybe a copy of a little Spider Queen for a little late game reach. Some removal in Vanishing Verse. Yeah, solid. Um, Meat Hook Massacre if they want access to it. Think about Meat Hook Massacre plus, I know I keep talking about the underdog, but plus Tenacious yeah. Underdog, what are they going to do? <laughs> exactly. And it dies every turn, giving you a Meat Hook Massacre yeah. trigger. Yeah. Wow. Just keep hooking them. Drawing Rude. cards and hooking them. Um, wedding Announcement, which again draws cards or makes you creatures, whichever you need more, really. This deck is so good. This this deck just is is a mid-range master. I mean, this is like a ma- mid-range masterpiece. Yeah. A masterpiece theater. Exactly. On it's PBS. like, hey, do you want cards? Do you want card advantage? Do you want tempo advantage? Do you want creature advantage? Here it all is. I just... In a nice little package with a bow on it. I think this is the best deck right now in standard. I mean, it seems like... And it is very popular right now, reflecting that. Yes. It if is, you're playing on the yeah. ladder, you'll see... You'll run into it constantly because yeah. it is uh, so strong. Uh, but I will say this for it, if we you know happen to see a bunch of this at the tournament, that I think the mirrors are extremely interesting. Oh, that's always nice. And I mean, mid-range mirrors do tend to really ask a lot of players in terms of, have you tested this matchup? Have you played this matchup? Oh, absolutely. Have you, do you have the play skill to get there on it? Yeah, 100%. So yeah. All right. Esper mid-range coming in pretty near the top of the list probably this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I would imagine so. It just It's just everywhere on arena. Yeah. Speaking of card advantage, though, we've got another card creature advantage engine here. Oh, yeah. In Naya Runes. Naya That's Runes. That's right. We all know it. Depending on how you feel about runes, you love it or you hate it. Yep. There's no there's no middle ground here. Um, but it is here in standard. Yeah. Naya Runes uh, was the deck that came to the last ter- tournament as kind of like, this is the big deck to yes. beat. And But the problem was everyone was gunning for it, so it did 
get beaten. Yes, it did. It got absolutely hammered in the metagame. Turns out you can have, play a little 2-3 flyer that only lets you play yes. one spell each turn. Archon of Emeria is just like, let me, down. let me shut down your entire plan. So if Naya Runes is brought to this tournament in numbers, yeah. you know, maybe they're thinking, maybe people are going to be ignoring it and they're playing Esper and they're not going to play the Archon main and we can yeah. just sneak in there. Yeah, we'll get like, we'll get a game one because they don't have Archon. Yeah. And then we only need to get game two or three. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I don't mind that. If you're unfamiliar with this deck, well, guess what? You play a little creature. Um, you play something like Generous Visitor, uh, Jukai Naturalist, Kami of Transients, uh, at the at the upper end, Runeforge Champion, which is still just two and a white, and goes and gets you a rune. Then you slap a bunch of runes on these little little dudes. Yep. You bump, pump, pump them up. Bump them up. You bump and pump them up. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And you you do. turn them sideways. Yes, right. It has also a bunch of card advantage engines, like the runes themselves, but also Fable of the Mirror Breaker, which is a very powerful card right now, and Showdown of the Skulls, which has been around obviously since call time. Yeah, it's just quite good. Yeah, if you run out of gas with your runes, if you just uh, like happen to just draw lands or whatever, play slap down your Showdown of the Skulls, reload your hand, Woof. play a bunch of other stuff, put counters on your creatures. It's a really, really, really good aggressive deck. Yeah. That I thought was a joke the first time I played against it. You're like, oh, look at this funny. Joke was on at, me. Look at this funny thing you're doing. I had egg on my face. <laughs> I'm not afraid to admit it. Um, mono white. Out yeah. and about in standard Classic. right now. Yeah. Classic mono white. Um, it truly is. Bunch of one drops like Hopeful Initiate, which has training, which is nice. Gets bigger. Um, Usher of the Fallen, which is a one drop with Boast. Make a little one one. Also great. Of course, Intrepid Adversary to pump up your team. Luminarch Aspirin to pump up your team. Thalia, Guardian of Thraben to pump the brakes on your opponent. Let's slow things down. <laughs> um, Adeline Resplendent Cather. Um, who makes a 1-1 one, one when you're attacking. Uh, yeah, you know, Elite Spellbinder, who we've seen ever since Strixhaven. This is a classic deck that we've had yeah. kicking around in Standard as a competitive deck now for a while. Yep. So I wouldn't be surprised to see people bring this one this weekend if Naya Runes isn't their speed. Yeah, exactly. Do you know what? It's quick. It hits hard. Yes. And, and it has disruption. Exactly. And it might just get the job done. Mono White Aggro. Classic deck. <laughs> Um, Rakdos Sacrifice is another one we expect to see this weekend for sure. Yeah, this is a deck that I will say it it is cool. I don't know that it's great. I thought you were going to say, I don't know that I like it. <laughs> oh, I, I like that it's trying to do something cool and very, right, there's a lot of interaction in this deck. Can I tell you that I just can't, I just can't with these decks? Yeah, tell ever, me about it. Ever since Cat Oven. Oh, it's, yeah, to you, it's like a cat oven deck, and you're like, stop with the triggers on the stack. I just can't handle all of these triggers no. on this stack. After cat oven, it just ruined it for me. I'm sorry. And so all these other decks, which, yes, I agree with you, it's trying to win on a different axis than these yeah. other decks, which is cool. You're using really neat cards. Um, yeah, most like, notably Oni Cult Anvil. Yes, precisely. It's kind of like the hallmark of this deck to let you, like, if you get two of these down, you sacrifice one artifact, make two things. Gross. Right? And, like, it just kind of keeps multiplying from there. Yeah, you just make yourself a little sacrifice engine, pinging your yeah. opponent. Um, but I just, you just, I just have such yeah, horrible you, memories. You are traumatized. Yes. By you're Cat traumatized Oven. and I just don't know that it's good enough. Maybe I'll you're be right. honest. 
I don't like I've played against it on the ladder a couple of times. And every time I was like, this deck is cool, but also then I beat it. So why do you beat it? It just right. Even though it has all this card advantage at the end of the day, you can still like you can still wipe all that away, right? At the end of the day, it is still making one once. It still is only pinging you for one. Sure. Um, I guess to be fair, I like when I was playing control decks against it, you just have farewell, which yeah. has exile all artifacts as a choice on it. <laughs> and you're just like, <laughs> okay, you went through like, yeah, you spent right. like four turns setting up this really cool engine and I'm just like, goodbye to all of it. <laughs> It fades into uh, the mist that's forever. Be a fabulous. <laughs> fades into the mist. I mean, because it does. The arena has the swirling yeah, mist it's too, like, and you cast up like farewell, right? And so, yeah, exactly. When I've played it, I've just been like, okay, yeah, who cares? Exactly. Like, I don't. I don't know that it's going fast enough and generating enough advantage. Well, when you've got a deck like Naya Runes, which can really exactly. get you dead pretty fast, or Mono White. Or even Esper Midrange, right? Where it's like, they're also generating advantage and their creatures are just better. Yeah. They're not making 1-1 one -one constructs. They're making actual creatures. So let's talk about a deck that features a Planeswalker that was the talk of the town when it hit Ooh. release day, which was Obnixilis. Yeah. So we're going to talk about Jun Minrange because people were like, hey, Obnixilis is the truth. And yeah. if you're not playing Obnixilis, you're losing. You're a dummy. Yeah. That's, that's kind of how people made you feel. That's Obnixilis patented terminology. That's how he <laughs> prefers you refer to doubters as just as dummies. big dummies. You big dummies. You big dummy. I'm wearing a suit and it's I got mean, pinstripes. Yeah. It is a good suit, man. It's got holes in the back for my wings. Probably. I had to have a special tailor. Yeah. Also, how does he get it on? <laughs> How would he get it on? I'm asking a legitimate question right now. Okay, here's my guess. Okay. So it's got two slits in the back for his wings. Yeah. He pulls it over his head. That's already going to be quite complicated because he got to get the arms in. <laughs> pull it in. Wait, I, I do feel like all of his shirts pull on, not over. Okay. Right? He's wearing all button-ups. All right. It's also button-up. So you pull yeah. it on and there's two slits in the back for the wings and then... <laughs> Much like the butt, the diaper butt of a onesie, he snaps it under the wing. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I can't take that seriously if how I'm being else, honest. How else would you do it? It's good if you exactly. Snap I it. don't know. I think that it does have to be like like the back of his suit is essentially <laughs> a doesn't diaper exist. Butt. <laughs> essentially doesn't exist because he has to be able to get his wings through it, and they're enormous wings. Maybe it's just two flaps and they just hang there. Maybe he only is wearing the front and sleeves of his suit jacket. <laughs> like a dicky? <laughs> yeah. It's like it's like a little bit more. Okay, hear me out. He's not buttoning up the front. What he's doing is it's just it's just the front of his suit. And he, and he puts his arms through the sleeves and pulls the shoulders like for like back oh over his shoulders and then and then Maybe it has a little tie at the back. And he's he like, don't go, don't stand behind me. Don't, no reason. Just That's don't do it. That's why this art is only from the front. It's no three quarters view. It's because his suit doesn't exist in back. <laughs> That's my theory. Okay. I like that theory. There's four of them in this yeah. deck. 
Four Omnics. Okay, anyways, yes. Jund mid-range, four Omnixilis. It's also using Renin 7, who we've seen a lot of. Yeah. It, this this deck has a lot of hits. Uh, classic Jund, it also is basically a rare stud deck a lot yeah. of the time. Yeah. A Sika's Chariot, an all-store, an all-store, <laughs> an all-cat store, maybe. Oh, yes. Um, Fable of the Mirror Breaker, again, a great card. Magda Brazen Outlaw, who we've seen a ton of. Um, you know, just a four gold span dragon. Just the hits of the hit. Play the yeah. hits, Johnny. Exactly. Um, classic Jund. Yeah. Just play the best cards. Um, so I want to see how this deck does because people were just not stop talking about Obnixilis. Yeah. Um, which you can do some very nasty things with, but what you really want to do is make multiple copies of. Yeah, you just want to make, make so many copies. I of mean, him. I don't know if you've all played against Obnixilis multiple copies, but it is a living nightmare. Yeah. This card's so good. And you're just like, oh, well, I have to kill them. And it's not just worrying about one planeswalker, but two. Two. You got to kill two. Woof. 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 This also, deck also plays Zeatora. Um, oh, yeah. The incinerator. the incinerator. This card is a meanie. Um, yeah. Uh, so this is three black, red, green for a legendary creature, Demon Dragon, 6-6 six, six, flying. At the beginning of your end step, you may sacrifice another creature. When you do, Zeatora the Incinerator deals damage equal to that creature's power to any target, and you create Gross. three treasure tokens. Gross. Well, yeah, that's pretty brutal. This weekend, I played in the Arena Open. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't get all the way through to day two, but my opponents, one of them... <laughs> Tell me if this person was real or if somehow they got on a special whitelist. Uh, they had Obnixilis. Uh -huh. They had Zeator the Incinerator. Uh -huh. They had Mr. Oreo. Mm -hmm. They had uh, the 5-4 Haste Jund. I can't remember. That is a an uncommon, a rare. Yeah, it's a rare. 5-4 Haste Blitz that makes tokens, I want to say, or something. Anyway, they had basically every Riveteer's rare possible. Wow. <laughs> and I was just sitting there. I was just like, What? <laughs> <laughs> what is happening? Yeah, man. That's what this deck reminds me of. Yeah. Anyway, so John Minrange. Best of the best. Could be a, a heavy hitter in yeah. more ways than one at the championship this weekend. Let's transition over into historic now. Woo. Because we've got Historic yeah. in this tournament, too, and you can't talk about Historic without talking about Is It Phoenix. Yep, it's been on top for a long time. It is still a really good deck. Oh, yeah. Well, we see a bunch of it. What else are you going to say? I mean, this deck is so, so strong. Draw them cards, discard them cards, cast them spells, bring back them phoenixes. It's just such a fabulous deck. You're yeah. able to, to draw cards to find what you need at an accelerated rate. You pitch stuff to the graveyard like your Arclight Phoenix. Mm -hmm. It just comes back and hits them anyway, even if they deal with it. You're just going to draw more cards, discard more cards, pump up your whatever creatures you have and uh, deal a million yep. damage. Exactly. Yeah, you've got the Dragon's Rage Channelers as well. Just Stormwing gross. Entities. Gross. Yep. Sprite exactly. Dragon. Exactly. Gross. gross. They're just... It's the deck that does what it does and has always done the same thing. Is it Phoenix? You got to admire the fact it will never tell you it's something it's not. <laughs> it is, is it? And it is Phoenix. Exactly. From day one, it's been like, here's what I do. That's the only thing I'm going to keep doing. Yeah. I think the deck's the best deck in historic. Not close. And we'll yeah. see what happens this weekend. There is a deck that can tango with it, though. Yes. And I think that part of the reason why we've seen Phoenix even on the rise more recently yeah. is because Golgari food's share of the metagame has been diminishing. Yeah, Golgari food's a deck that I was alluding to. Yeah. 
which um, once again gives me hives because of the amount of yeah. triggers. Speaking and of cat this oven. has been a deck that more people have stepped away from just because of how time and skill and practice intensive it is. Absolutely. You cannot just, it's a great deck. It is a very, very good deck in historic, but you need to have put in the time and the effort and the energy to be able to pilot it correctly. Yeah. There's so many triggers and so many little decisions that come your way with this deck that you better know what you're doing. You better be cognizant because you're here playing this tournament for like thousands and thousands of dollars, yeah. lots of stress, yeah. anxiety on your shoulders during this tournament. And you're like, oops, I misclicked. No, nope. You've got to be in it if you're playing this deck. In it. Uh, So yeah, again, really stellar. Maybe we'll see some of it, but also maybe not. If people are like, I need to focus on standard. Standard's very fresh right now. Yeah. I've got to put in the time to actually get that right. And it's new. And I can't spend 50 hours (laughs) grinding Golgari food (laughs) to make sure that I can do it correctly. Putting my cats in ovens. Oh, what a nightmare. You know, props to people who are playing that deck because I could not. (laughs) Rakdos Arcanist is a deck. Great deck. That I love as well. Yep. So this is a deck that is interesting. Um, I know some people who are very high on this deck before the rebalancing of Painful Bond. Sure. Because that deck, as you can, or that card, as you can imagine, was quite good, right? It's in the very, very, very low CMC yes. that this deck, deck wants to play with. And back when Painful Bond originally said mana value three or greater deals one damage to you, um, now it says mana value three three or less right right when it said three or greater this card had no drawback no downside literally none um so at this point you know arcanist are people going to be playing it now that it's been nerfed a little bit by losing that then again arcanist was a good deck before painful bond was even around at all um this deck is so fun to play everybody yeah it's a good time it's a really good time Dreadhorde Arcanist is one heck of a card. Yeah. Flashing back stuff from your graveyard. Um, I just I just really, really like the little incremental advantages you gain over time with this deck. Yeah. Um, it's, you know, really rude. It'll thought seize you a billion times. Yeah, it sure will. Thought seize you and then play Fatal an Arcanist. push your little and creatures and exactly. do it all over again. Wow. Rude. Rakdos Arcanist. Yeah. I had never even thought about how well Kroxa and Fatal Push work together. Ugh. Because you got to sacrifice it, so you get your revolt. Yeah. Whoa. (laughs) Now a deck I hope to see at the tournament. Oh, Maria, you always do. As I always do. Azorius Auras is still kicking around in Historic. Still a strong deck. Yeah. Um, Not a lot that has changed here. You know, some debate on do you play Light Paws? Do you not play Light Paws? How many Esper Sentinels? Do you play Esper Sentinel? To play Storm Tracer Drake instead yes. of Light Paws, for instance. Yeah. Um, I love this deck. You have a creature, you put a bunch of auras on it, and you attack for a million damage with yeah. one creature with suited up with a bunch of auras. There's a lot of ways to gain life with this deck, which is also really fun. Yeah. In a format that might uh, be, you know, thinking about incremental damage like Ogari Food or something like that. Um, so I, I love this deck. As always, you know, I love pants. Putting on my pants in the morning one leg at yeah. a time. With Azorius Aura. So I'm excited to see that potentially this weekend. Yeah. Um, speaking of Azorius, there's also been a, an, an affinity deck. Oh, yeah. Um, which is 
you know, despite you think affinity, like, isn't that colorless? Well, Esper Sentinel is in here. It's white. Yep. Um, we also have stuff like Thought Monitor, which is blue. This deck, I feel like, right, it was none other than Johnny Manuel Dupra. Um, just is it a tournament if he's not in the top eight? Johnny Manuel Dupra was playing this at the last event. Yeah. And everyone was just like, what is this? And he was like, hello, I'm in the top eight. Yes, exactly. <laughs> That's what this is. I love this deck because it reminds everybody of modern affinity. Yeah. Um, which isn't really played anymore. <laughs> no, because but, they got rid of their mocks. Yeah, the mocks get out of here. But uh this affinity still survives here in historic, and it's a ton of fun playing a bunch of small artifacts and yep. then a profiting off of playing a bunch of small artifacts like Ornithopter. Hello, that's in this yep. deck. Um, you get to cast Thought Monitor very early. This is six in a blue affinity for artifacts flying. When it enters the battlefield, draw two cards. It's a two-two. Nice. So, right, you could just like cast this for nothing. Cast this for essentially for nothing. Blue. Blue. Um, Ingenious Smith, which goes and gets you more stuff. Um, you get to Metallic Rebuke People, which is a counter spell that has Improvise on it. Um, stuff like Reverse Engineer, which also has Improvise on it. You know, just some cool stuff, man. It's a it's a really fun deck. Nettle Sist yeah. in this deck to do just uh, hordes and hordes of damage yeah. to your opponent. Um, I think it's I just think it's a cool deck. I think Affinity's cool. Yeah, I've always I would love that. to see this deck. Honestly, like I I love to see people playing it. I think it would be a fun time if people bring this. All right, so fingers crossed we see some sweet Affinity action this weekend in Historic. Well, we've talked about a bunch of cool decks. I think yeah, this is setting up to be potentially a very cool tournament. I know I'm very. Very interested to see, right? It's been so long where we get a tournament pretty soon after a new set. Yes, that's true. So we're getting to see some pretty fresh New Capenna standard. Yes, yeah, setting which the is standard exciting. with New Capenna here yeah. at this tournament. Well, as we talked about at the top of the segment, we're not only focusing on standard historic, the top eight for this tournament, but also who's going to Worlds, baby? That's right. So we already have some qualified players. We have obviously last year's world Ra champion, Yuta champ. Takahashi. Back to defend be that. the proverbial crown. Yeah, we have the top six finishers from the Innistrad Championship, mm -hmm. um, including friend Simon Gertzen. Simon Gertzen! is in there um and then we have the top six from the neon dynasty championship which has of course johnny manuel de pra who we just talked about yep uh, so yeah there's you know there's some players already in here so that's six and six is 12 and then 13 yep which is why we're getting our 19 this weekend it'll be the top six uh from just you know Top the six. top eight. <laughs> exactly. The top six of the top eight. That'll be the top five players in league standings. Yeah, so that's MPL and rivals. Doesn't matter either one. Yeah, exactly. Top. Um, leading that right now, I mean, it's anybody's race. It truly like, is. The top 12 people are could essentially just all still get in there. Yeah. Um, probably even more. Probably even more. Exactly. Um, but especially the top 12, like the difference between Shota Yasuoka, who's leading the pack here with 66 points, and then David Inglis down at 11 with 57 points. Nine point spread. Yeah. 12 players, and we're narrowing it down to five? Yikes. Whoa. <sighs> this is going to be, I mean, we've got Shota Yasuoka, who's at the top in the running. Yep. Logan Nettles is in second. Yep. He's your MTGO grinder, who just always seems to be winning a mox every other weekend. Yep. We've got Shintaro Ishimura, Reed Duke, Andre Strosky, Piotr 
Bogowski, Marshall Cavario, Paulo, Paulo Vitor Damaderosa, Kai Buda. Wow. I mean, just like <laughs> you could you could send you could just chop it there and send those people to the world championship and no one would Jeez. bat an eye at like the quality of the field. Because it would be a stellar field. It's gonna be a bloodbath out there this weekend. <laughs> Only five. <laughs> Only five from that list are gonna be qualified for this tournament. So yeah, oh, and boy. then it's the top eight challengers in the standings. Um, and there's, do you know what? There's tons of names that you know here too. Absolutely. Right? Greg Orange this is right here at the top. Uh, Simon Nielsen right here at the top. Um, th- yeah, like even recently on the, on the rivals, Matt Nass. Matt Nass. He's on this board. Kenji Samura from yeah. the Pro Tour days. Yeah. Love talking to Kenji. He's on this. He's in the running. Yeah. Um, you know, so it's still, again, also anybody's game over here. Yeah. So lots of important stuff to be decided this weekend at the world champion for the world championship yeah. <laughs> coming up this fall. So if you have some free time, we highly encourage you to tune in on twitch.tv slash magic Friday, Saturday, Sunday, all day, starting at 9am Pacific to watch the action. Sunday is the top eight. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, <laughs> there's just so much action and so much, so the stakes much are so incredibly action. high, almost constantly throughout the tournament yeah. that it's going to be great watching no matter what, because something will almost always inevitably be on the line and every yeah. match means so much yeah. for each player. Wild. So yeah, I think Come it's going to be a it's great It's going to be time. a good time. I, I have... Uh, profiles that I wrote for Greg Orange, yep. which is already up. If you want to be very charmed by how, no matter how many successes he has in a row, <laughs> he will always describe a success as surprising. <laughs> um, go read that one. Oh, Literally Orange. every time he was just like, so that, and that was really, and then I went 10 five at the pro tour and that was really surprising. And then I went 10 five at the next one. And that was really surprising. And then, and I'm just, just the like, only person subscribe, Surprise. surprise the only person surprised by greg, greg orange's orange success, success is greg, greg orange, orange. <laughs> um and then i just talked to simon nielsen <sighs> who's really had his head in the race for the world championship ever since they announced how it was going to happen yeah um he's just like this is my chance i am gunning for it great um and he's like he's like i really want to make like if i make day two i'm locked and if i'm not oh. then we might have matches where i'm playing like shuhei nakamura and we're both two five or or like not two like one four hoping to be the person who goes two five so that we definitely like lock our spot or something oh my right like seriously matches up and down the swiss even that matter before you make it to the top eight okay so there's our pitch for you to come hang out with us this weekend yeah at twitch.tv slash magic we'd love to see you there um it'll be a super fun tournament get those pizza rolls ready totino's Call us. Call us. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> oh. Maria. Yes. I just want to say congratulations. For what? For graduating to a better deck box. Oh, thank you. I did a lot of work um, yeah. this semester, and I'm happy to graduate. Yeah. Do you know what? I think that you should have had honors in attacking with creatures. Thank you. Um, I did graduate magna cum laude. Oh, okay. So I did. I don't know what that means. But I could have been summa, you know. Oh, yeah. Didn't quite get there. I feel like you should have been. But well, here we are. Uh, this is... I mean, this is the Alco Vault that we are talking about in our graduation video. Yeah, so um, we're going to show that video to yeah. you in just a second. But this is the deck box featured in that video. Yeah, um, and it if, is incredible. If you're like, I want the greatest deck box yes. that exists, check this puppy I mean, out. This 
This is gorgeous. It holds two different uh, double sleeve, like hundred card double sleeve decks. Yep. Um, it also has dice, like a spot for your dice. In whatever here. you want, like a Look little this. middle component, little, little middle, little pocket for whatever you want to put in it. Exactly. It's got this dice. Uh, the tokens. one we have has a beautiful suede blue finish yeah. on it. And the these magnets are strong enough that once Maria snapped her finger in yeah. there and it hurt. <laughs> if these magnets will, so. nothing is coming out of here, everybody. No. Absolutely nothing. Um, we Call love this Fort Xbox. Knox. Fort this this is Fort Knox box. Yeah. <laughs> Knox box. This is your Knox, do- D- Knox Do you know box. what Ultra Pro? Rename it. You're welcome. The Knox, Knox box. box. Um, if you want to get this, check it out at Ultra Pro's website. Uh, we have a link in the show notes. Um, and if you use that link or if you use the code GLHF at checkout, you get 5% off your order. Wow. Which just that's pretty do it. Sick. It's really awesome. Yeah. Um, you can stack discounts if you have other ones too. So that's also sick. Um, but check it out. Um, this deck box is second to none truly. Um, and we made a little commercial about it <laughs> that go. we're going to roll. Maria Bartholdi, graduating with a degree in attacking with creatures, Magna Cum Laude. Graduate to a better deck box with Ultra Pro. Well, there you go, everybody. Graduate to a better deck, deck box with Ultra Pro, and we recommend this one. Gorgeous. Well, human beings, that's this episode of Good Luck High Five. Thank you once again for spending some time with us, as you do every week, I hope. Yeah. We love having you here. Thank you once again to Nope Nope and Nathan for becoming new donors Absolutely. and increasing their pledges respectively. Get a shout out next episode by yes. becoming a new patron or um, having a name that starts with N and becoming a new patron challenge Especially has been issued. Has been issued. Thank you to Ultra Pro. Remember to use our code GLHF for 5% off whatever yes. you get there. Thank you to Card Kingdom for being an incredible sponsor. Once again, to everybody who's a patron over at patreon.com slash GLHF magic, you make the show happen. Make it happen. And if you're not um, following our weekly news show, The Upkeep, highly hey. suggest you check that out. There was a lot of news this week. There was so. a lot of news. We didn't cover it this episode. Go listen to it. Listen to The Upkeep. You'll get the news that you need in 10, 10 minutes, minutes or less. or less. It takes so little time to get so caught up. As long as it takes you to walk the dog, listen to The Upkeep, you'll be done. And we're wildly less depressing than The Daily. That is so true. So true. Um, so check that out, everybody. That's just another service we give you here on Good Luck High Five. And I want you to know about all the stuff that we do. Yeah. Because, you know, you're in the fam. You should know of all the stuff we create for you every single week. And that's exactly. one of them. Video you're the form. fam we want to talk to, not <laughs> jump in the oven to avoid. <laughs> Precisely. Roast with the turkey. Roast with the turkey. So next week, we'll talk about the new Capenna Championship. We'll know everything about the World Championship yeah. coming up this year. New magic sets. We haven't touched on that yet. We touched on, on the upkeep, like we said, but we haven't on Good Luck High Five, and there's so much to dive into. Mm-hmm. We have a preview card coming up for Le- uh, Baldur's Gate. Yeah. Commander Legends. Wow. So much on the horizon. Oh. <laughs> We're going to take a pause till next week while Megan... <laughs> I'm just gonna. Th- I'm gonna just, that's gonna be me until all like fully until next week. So I'll see you in one week. 
<laughs> Just non-stop screaming. <laughs>